we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is my differential draft. Welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show. Hope you guys are all well and enjoying the pre-season content. Thank you all, by the way, for your likes and subscribes. That's been awesome to see. But look, let's now have a look at a differential draft. Whether you're going to be cherry picking from this squad, maybe looking at one or two players and where you can maybe gain an edge on your mini league rivals, or whether you're looking at going completely rogue and going, I want half this team, I want all this team because I'm playing FPL a little bit differently this year. Trust me, there are some hidden gems in this video. So without further ado, let's have a look at my 15 players, all under 10% owned. So Allison is in goal. Now I don't like premium goalkeepers and if you've been watching my content in the last like few weeks you'll know that I'm not really a fan of premiums because they don't get save points and they don't get bonus points and when I say premiums I'm often referring to Edison because many often go and buy Edison. Allison's a little bit different. Allison does get save points because the Liverpool defence ain't that good and they concede shots against them right. So I'm okay with Allison. He's also cheaper than three of the Liverpool starting four defenders, right? You've got to pay 6 million for Van Dijk, 6.5 for Robbo and 8 for Trent. Well, Alisson is 5.5 and his ceiling is a little bit higher than 6 million. Than, than his ceiling is a little bit higher than six points like it is, um, I always think, with players like Edison. So alongside him, we've got Emmy Martinez. Now, the season before last, Emmy Martinez was FPL royalty. He can have those sorts of seasons and even last year he had a good one. He makes saves aplenty. Um, and Aston Villa are a very good back line. And under Emery, we have seen lots of clean sheets. And when you look at the run-in, like the final 10 games of last season, Villa are right up there at the top with the, um, the expected goals against them and indeed the clean sheets. So two good options here that I'm not seeing in many drafts. Now, when we look at the defenders, there are lots of fun differentials because sure, there's always some centre-backs in there with a bit of goal threat, but there's some full-backs in this team that I'm surprised I haven't seen in more drafts that offer huge, huge upside. So today's show is sponsored by Fairplay. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know that I use Fairplay and I've had a lot of fun with it because this is all about betting with your mates. Now, for me, Betting with your mates is way, way more fun because I love taking a tenner or 20 quid off a mate off the back of a conversation in the pub when we've been discussing who might get the golden boot or who's going to win at the weekend or who gets relegated. So obviously there's the season long style bets, which an app is really useful for because you can track it. It's held in a central pot. It's cashless. And obviously if you're in FPL mini leagues, this could come in very, very handy. And now is really the time to be making those season long bets. If there's loads of you entering one pot for something whether it's your Premier League predictions or FPL or whatever 
You can pay out first prize, but you can also split the pot. So second and third and fourth can also get paid out. I don't like spreadsheets and admin. Well, this kind of does it all for you. You haven't got to chase your mates either. To go, you owe me £10 from that bet we put on at the start of the season. And it was like... No, I didn't I didn't put that on. I'm like, yeah, you did. And I'm scrolling through WhatsApp trying to find that bet. Well, you don't have to do that because it's all tracked in a central place at the Fair Play app. So guys, do check out the link in my bio and give Fair Play a download this summer. So we're going to start with the fullbacks, Ben Chilwell. Why haven't I seen him in more drafts? I am surprised by this because he offers huge upside. Reese James has been quite popular and Chilwell has been a little bit overlooked. And Chilwell, for example, last season, when you look at the numbers between him and Reese, well, Chilwell was more dangerous in attack in terms of goal threat. Reese carries greater assist threat last season, but goal threat for shots in the box and stuff like that, Chilwell was way out on top. Um, and even corners. Chilwell had like 50 corners, Therese's 20. Um, I think they're both great value at 5.5. And game week three, when the fixtures turn, I think there's a good chance this is going to be a very popular combination. Chilwell and Reese. we just need to start to trust that Chelsea defence again. Speaking of trusting a defence again, I think we need to say the same about Spurs, don't we? If and when we can, Pedro Porro is going to be amazing. Now, Ange Postacoglu does play with the back four. And remember, Chelsea will be playing the back four as well. But that doesn't mean the fullbacks don't get far forward. Now, Pedro Porro, I think, will occupy quite often the right wing spaces because what I think we'll see on the right-hand side might be a James Madison or a Kulazewski, and I think both will drift in. Madison certainly will. He'll occupy positions in the 10. Kula will drift in, and I think the outside channel will be Pedro Porro's, and I think we'll see a ton of width there, and we know he likes to attack. We know he's fun, and he's only 5 million. So we've got Chilwell at 5.5, Porro at 5 We've going back to another 5.5 option in Ruben Diaz. Now, Diaz is more expensive than other City defenders like Akanji and Ake, but you just know he's absolutely nailed. John Stones is the same price, by the way. Um, could go Stones, could go Diaz. There's very little between them other than ownership. At the time of recording, John Stones is around 20% owned when Diaz is around 6% owned. Sure, you get a little bit more goal threat with Stones, but Diaz, I think, from bonus points is useful and we know we'll get clean sheets and starts, which is important at Man City, uh, are plenty. Let's have a look at a couple more 5 million defenders. I've spent a bit of money at the back here. We're going to go to Shah at Newcastle. Now, sure, Shah is more expensive than Botman, but if we've got money to spend, you get a little bit more upside. He's got a goal threat. He loves a shot from distance. Newcastle fixtures are rubbish, so we'd be on the bench to start with, but as they improve, we know that's a very, very top-tier defence. And look, Lewis Dunk, same again. Like, Estupanan has been so, so popular. In fact, I think Estupanan is the most popular defender in the game. He's 5 million. Well, Dunk is the same... Dunk offers greater goal threat from set pieces than Estupanan. But of course, Estupanan was amazing last season for assists and loads of fun. But Lewis Dunk, I still think, could be good value for money. Okay, so we've seen our goalkeepers and our defenders, but this is where it gets a little bit more fun because the midfield is full of players you're going to look at and think, can I accommodate that player? Because I know I'm getting points. And I think we have to start... Well, look, let's start with our, our most expensive midfielder in here, and that is Kevin De Bruyne. Now, sure... He's been picking up injuries of late. Like if we look at the end of last season, there's that concern with De Bruyne. Hopefully the summer off means he'll be ready for game week one. But on his day, on his day, there's not a more creative player in the Premier League. And with his creativity, yes, you get the assists. But boy, do you pick up bonus points easily. A bit like Trippier last season. There's not been a better bonus points magnet in the Premier League. I don't think in the last probably 
five seasons than Kevin De Bruyne. Chances all over the place. And whether or not it's Haaland or Grealish or Mares trying to convert them, and even if they're missing the target off those chances created, in the BPS, the bonus point system, Kevin De Bruyne just absolutely flies. I've seen De Bruyne get bonus points in games where he's not had a single goal or an assist and he's still got three bonus points. You're like, what? How? Just the chances created is so favourable in the bonus point system and he racks it up. Another reason why Trent is such a good pick. So look, De Bruyne is expensive this year and I think he's too expensive. But if you've got money to burn, as we do in this draft, because those big players are all highly owned and therefore not in, we can afford Kevin De Bruyne. So De Bruyne is in the midfield alongside his Man City teammate, Jack Grealish. And I'm surprised Grealish is under 10% owned because he had such a good season last year. He also feels nailed. And when we look at the Man City mids at 7.5, you've got Mares. You've got Jack Grealish and you've got Foden. Now, Foden's in loads of drafts, mine included, but it has to be said, he is a minutes risk, as is Mares. Bernardo Silva, 6.5, similar. Jack Grealish is the most nailed out of all of them, really. Now Gundogan's gone. It's Kevin De Bruyne and, and Grealish when they're all fit in terms of attacking midfielders. Grealish, obviously, a front three player. Rodri's one of the first names on the team sheet, but Grealish is a good pick. And I'm surprised he's not in more drafts because the Man City fixtures, guys, they're insane. And I think Haaland's not enough. You've got to accommodate another Man City attacker with these fixtures because we're not really gaining many points from Haaland because everyone's got him. Remember, effective ownership. So we're going to go Grealish, Kevin De Bruyne. Now let's look at a couple of others. So from two Man City midfielders to a former Man City midfielder uh, in Raheem Sterling at 7 million, what a bargain he could turn out to be. He has to start showing some of that Man City form, though. He would never have been priced 7 million, would he? In a Man City shirt? Never. Uh, but last season at Chelsea, he was poor. And 7 million feels like a bargain if he starts turning it on. But it's probably fairly accurate based on such a terrible campaign, both for Chelsea and Sterling last time out. I look at the Pochettino attacking positions and I, I'm struggling to predict how he's going to line up in a 4-2-3-1. But Sterling surely is one of those nailed slots, you'd, you'd think, right? So I think Sterling's going to be good this season. I think he's going to be better. Whether or not he becomes like a, a must-have FPL option, I'm not sure, but he could well be because his price is at 7 million. Remember Rashford last year at 6.5? As soon as he started playing well and scoring goals, it became too simple, too easy because everyone had to have him because he was a 6.5 asset delivering every week. And Sterling has shown that in the past. And this is a guy that at 27, 28, this should be the peak of his career. He should be hitting his peak. He looks a long way off that. Um, but I think he could be a really good FPL asset and a nice differential. Um, let's move on to um, a Pochettino former player in Human Son because at 9 million, again, a big price drop. No one had a bigger price drop. Um, and Son was overpriced last year at 12 million, but he had such a good year the year before that. 9 million feels like it could be a bargain too, doesn't it? In the Postacoglu system, I think he'll be wide on the left. Um, if Kane stays, some points are there. If Kane doesn't stay, then Son down the middle could be an option, couldn't it? It could be It could be Richardson, it could be Son. But nevertheless, I think he's a nice pun. I'm not willing to go there game week one, and I'm not tempted to go there game week one, but he's firmly on my watch list. Players like Sterling, I'm actually like, should I be going there maybe for a little punt early on? Not quite sold on Son just yet, but he's clearly a very good option. And as is Luis Diaz, 7.5 minute Liverpool. We haven't really been speaking about Liverpool mids because it's always just Salah, isn't it? McAllister will get some attention because he did well last year, but I much prefer Luis Diaz to McAllister. I know you're spending an extra 1.5, but Luis Diaz will be in the front three. 
that left-hand side, you can see Jota there, you can see Darwin there, but I think Luis Diaz will be the number one option on the left-hand side. And I think he'll be in that front three. And with that, as a way of trying to cover Salah points, maybe Luis Diaz is a route to go. And you could argue, when we look at my front line, this is a team that looks like it's trying to cover Mo Salah. It's got double Liverpool attack. So let's have a look at that front three. We're going to start with Hakpo. And again, this is a guy that I think plays the number nine for Liverpool. If he has a couple of bad games, though, you've got to think Darwin's going to get opportunities and maybe even Jota, right? There is strength in depth there. But I think Diaz and Hakpo are in that front three with Salah for game week one and two. But you don't know beyond that because the competition for places is high now at Liverpool. But Hakpo plays that Bobby Firmino role, Bobby Firmino role really well. That is a mouthful. Try saying that at home. So look, Hakpo, he doesn't have the appeal perhaps of some of the other 7.58 million forwards that are on penalties you like. So if I know Callum Wilson or um, Watkins, um, Mitrovic, um, but he plays in a much better team and the team that will score tons of goals. So you've got to think he's going to be involved. Let's now look at the other two forwards here. Mitrovic at 7.5 did have a big increase, didn't he? I thought he would be 7 million max, 6.5 or 7 because he missed loads of games through injury and stuff like that last year. What we saw last season with Mitrovic was he will score against anyone, including against the big teams. So I like Mitro as an asset. And I think last season he was fixture proof. And again, this isn't a guy you want to bench just because he's playing Man United, you know? Look, we'll move on to our third and final striker now. Brentford have been getting a lot of love because the fixtures are great. And they're at the top of all the tickers, like the second or third in the tickers for the, the first six. A few are going for a Brentford defender or goalkeeper. But Brentford midfielder Mbomo is like so, so highly owned. Everyone wants him and everyone's saying, because Tony's not playing, he'll be up front and he'll be on penalties. Correction. He might be on penalties, but they could go and buy a forward. Um, and if they do go and buy a forward, you might worry about the minutes for the guy that I've got in my team at 6 million for Brentford. And that is Visser. But if they don't buy a forward... Visser is a really good option because it's not Mbomo that will play up front. It's Visser that plays up front when Tony's not in. So uh, Bomo will be drifting around as he does. But I think Visser will be slightly more advanced. And I think Visser is a really nice option at 6 million, even less. Sure, you won't get the penalty appeal. And if they buy a striker, you might worry about minutes. But with the information we have, which is no new striker being bought or been bought, Visser can feature early on. And again, he's a sort of player that when he gets games, you always go, he scores when he gets games. Let's put him in. So I think this could be loads of fun. So look, this team comes in under budget. It's full of good options that are kind of close to that 10% barrier, but under 10%. But also full of, there's loads of players here under 5%. In your mini leagues, you sometimes need that little bit of something. Every team should try and accommodate one differential, in my opinion. I'll be doing it with mine. And I'm not sure which one of these, if any, will feature. But there will be players close to that 10% mark that do. I love the look of Chilwell and Pedro Porro. I love the look of Sterling for a cheeky punt early on. Son will do well. The Liverpool lads too. That front line could be really exciting. So look, loads to whet your appetite there. Guys, thank you so much for watching the video, for liking, subscribing. Thanks again to our, our sponsor, uh, Fair Play, uh, for this video. And look, I hope to see you very soon. Thanks for the love. You're liking and you're subscribing your numbers. And that is making me very happy every morning when I check those numbers. So thank you for the support and we'll see you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.